0: Hey everybody and welcome back to Brim, a global community at the intersection of climate innovation and justice. Today is episode 12 of season two. Crazy to think, but we'll have one more episode following this one to round out our current season before we take a break for the summer to reevaluate what this storytelling platform looks like and how the next chapter of it could evolve. But today... I have the pleasure of sharing a conversation with all of you that I had with an old friend back from high school days, Marla Louison. She is an actor, an artist, a producer, an entrepreneur. The list goes on and on, but I'm so excited for her to share a little bit with you about her work at Claim Our Space Now, how she was inspired by the Black Panthers and how she envisions we can build a new future that's built in community, collaboration, and bottom-up movement building. Marla is a part of the BRIM Global Working Group, and I'm so excited to continue working with Marla from here on out. Hope everybody enjoys. Have a great weekend. Welcome back to Brim, and today I have an amazing guest and friend joining me, and um, Marla Luison. which uh, I always, I love how you you tell people to spell your name. It's like Lewis and Saint, just slamming them together. It's not that hard. Don't overthink <laughs> it. Don't overthink it. Promise
1: it's easy. <laughs>
0: Thanks for being here, Marla. How you doing?
1: I'm good good morning on a Thursday as a four day work week kind of kind of gal I'm very excited for this my version of a Friday today <laughs> um, yes. and I'm excited to spend some time with you
0: cool same here and um, you know we, we go way back back into the beacon days I'm not sure if you're going to that ten year I have my ten year high school reunion thing which is kind of
1: calendar beginning. I don't know if I'm going to make it, but it's on the calendar.
0: (laughs) Same here. Yeah. It's Um, kind of freaking me out that it's been 10 years since then, but um, it's been so fun sort of continuing to, you know, be engaged with each other since then. Um, I know I've changed a lot since then, hopefully in mostly good ways, but a lot of change has happened for (laughs)
1: <laughs> as far as the ascent into our our being that's very important so I, I always say that that's positive
0: especially there for me you go. Mm-hmm. Ascent. and that's definitely been the case for you um but yeah. from brim and working on some stuff together through that to uh, your amazing work with claim our space now there's so much we could talk about but um <laughs> let's package something bite-sized for for everybody listening in today and um if it's okay with you, I thought we'd press rewind and go back in time yeah. a little bit. Um, I always love asking, you know, an initial question of, um, of place, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, thinking about our favorite places in the world, which could be a geographic location or, um, you know, a physical place of being for you with someone else, Um Let's start there and then maybe we can, we can dive into all the amazing work that, that you're doing Um Thank you. Way.
1: Job, favorite place. Um, and in this times, like time frame, like not future, not past, not, you know,
0: maybe, I, I maybe, love, I love the great, I mean, it could be anything future past.
1: Yeah. Cause I. I call myself a time traveler all the time, ancient and new, just in terms of, like, who my my spirit feels like I've been here for thousands of years, whereas, like, I'm in this 25-year-old body that's still figuring shit out, Um, and five years out of the Jehovah's Witness faith, which I'm sure we'll loop back into. But um, favorite place, I would say, yeah, I'm gonna keep this one. It's in my grandmother's bosom. in her apartment Uh, it was the first place I knew when I came Mm -hmm. from Haiti as a baby Um, I came to from Haiti to New York City at eight months old and um, that has always been like my comfort spot through through the pandemic when we were roommates like Homegirl has held me close, and it's like a portal back to Haiti. Since I haven't been back um, to the homeland since I was a child, mm. uh, since oh, well, baby, eight months child, I, I feel like that would be a little older. But uh, <laughs> ever since I had left, I haven't been back. So um, my my work, gearing towards like our liberation, um, I always think that that truly is my portal of comfort. Anytime I feel um, frazzled in this work or feel uh, a little uncentered. I can always count on like spending some time with grandma and laying that head and feeling, feeling whole. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> grandma's definitely a safe space mm-hmm. for me as well. I miss my grandmas, but they uh, they're still with me and I, I can feel them every day. Um, yeah, love to you. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, I love that answer and you, you alluded to this, but um, mm-hmm. Haiti, um, mm-hmm birthplace, coming to New York as a kid,
1: uh, documented up,
0: you know, Mm -hmm. we, we were in high school, but, um, maybe tell, tell the short story of, you know, Haiti, Haiti to high school, (laughs) (laughs) Haiti to high school, Lord. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Um,
1: let's, so if I were to jump to like at least four years old, I feel like that is when the, um, like the, the cosmic ties were happening and it blends with the religious sect and also like my ability to go to school on the Upper West Side, because I was raised in Washington Heights, um, yep. which was a very different place than the gentrified gentrifying space that it's becoming. Um, and so the schooling was pretty terrible, um, pretty much anything it, from infrastructure to like food, I truly <laughs> everything was run down. Um, but we may as a community and as cultural, cultural folks, um, as survivors, we we always made the the best of our space, claiming our space as we did. Um, but something that my mom, when she came when I was four years old, um, she knew that she didn't want. Uh, that our location to dictate where we got our education or like the opportunities that she left Haiti and we all left Haiti to come and, and um, be able to explore here in the, the great, great country, called America, Um, say that with every ounce of irony. Um, And so uh, she happened to bump into a sister that preached to her about the Jehovah's witnesses on the bus when she was pregnant with my younger sister. And she was like, Oh, okay. Well, when I knew that somebody was going to preach to me when I got to the States and I told, I made a pact with God that however I get here, whoever shows me to you or shows you to me first is how I'll serve you. And who else is out here in the streets other than the Jehovah's Witnesses? So um that was how you know, that, that journey began. But if it wasn't for that sister, I wouldn't be on the school on the Upper West Side. Um, And the way that that had happened was because she was like, okay, well, if you, um, don't love the, like in my mother's like Bible studies and stuff, um, this obviously came out that like, I, I, you know, I came to the States, the opportunities don't seem to be right within our, our location. Um, and basically was just sharing all the the misery that we were, (laughs) we were working through as a, um, as a very, very poor family, just coming to the States. Um, she was like, well, guess what? You know what? I, I can, put Marla as like my, my, um, dependent on my, uh, you know, definitely illegal, but child, that was the way <laughs> we got to claim our education now. And I sure did mm-hmm. on, across the street on 89th street. Um, and I went to PS 166, the Richard Rogers school of arts and technology. Um, and hilariously I'm fixed right in the intersections of arts technology. Yeah. Um, did I know that that was coming absolutely not but uh that's something I I love to think back on and um see that even though my upbringing in the faith was very much um you know, I say erasure of self because I've I've had to um, Become a different version or a a a light version, Marla Light, uh, L I T E, Um, but for most of my life, uh, basically living double life at school meets home, triple life even at at the church because I would be one way at home versus. You know, our parents may not have been super, uh, (laughs) super uh, adept in the like, okay, well, they don't want you to be in after school. Well, as long as we know where you are in after school and you can do the music, you can do the things um, and, and like, as long as we have a little bit of control as to where you are after school, that's fine. Um, and that got difficult in high school when I yeah. joined, uh, when I joined like BDAT, which is how we were able to connect. And I got to see you do your theater thing. And I was like, oh my God, I think I love this space. Um, and it became a safe space in the theater. And that was really my first, um, first yeah. safe space to explore my queerness, explore a lot of things that I had known about myself, but didn't have community to talk to about. Yeah. Um, or it, I had community, but it, it wasn't like I was spending time with them after school anyway. So it was very limited to oh, can I copy your notes, or can I, you know, like the recess moment. Yeah. <laughs> the um and yeah, that that kind of brings to high school of like finding self, finding community, um and mm-hmm. challenging, challenging a lot of what my upbringing was surrounded with, um with my faith as just as a Jehovah's Witness, yeah. and um how that. That cascaded since with my art, creativity, and um, other, you know, intersections. It it's it all started in at Beacon, yeah, that senior year.
0: Very cool. Yeah, I love the. Um, it's so funny that the the public high school Richard Rogers, mm-hmm. well, was focused on arts and tech. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's and the Richard Rogers, like right. the yeah. musical theater yeah. king. I love that. <laughs> And I I find myself in musical theater. Hello. Very prophetic in a way. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, I remember um, being a part of the theater. uh, I'm not even sure what we called it. It was like, it was a group, but it was also a community, Um, you know, being a couple years older than you in school, but uh, just realizing, Oh my gosh, this, you know, Marla is probably one of the most talented artists I've ever met in my entire life and you know that was just the beginning of the journey for you um
1: I I certainly
0: didn't see myself
1: as an artist I wasn't allowed to really they Mm -hmm. were like this is this is something you get to do on the after school side but you need to honor God like you need to bring these to Bethel or you need to bring these Mm -hmm. to the kingdom hall and stuff um the the place of worship for Jehovah's Witnesses and so Mm -hmm. um when I I if it weren't for Joe advocating for me to do Carolina Change, that that very show that launched me onto the Jimmies and yeah. you know, um, the the true like inception points of my creative career, mm-hmm. um, that's where advocacy started like weaving in or finding my own voice to uh claim space or claim claim my rights for myself um yeah. started the in, the interpersonal level first before i could even try thinking of the the systemic uh societal level that um i firmly mm-hmm. implemented in with claim our space now and also other organizing efforts with my my peers and co-conspirators in the, <laughs> in the
0: revolution yeah. um it's... well shout out to to joanne somato first and okay, foremost yes. mm-hmm. um legend legend of beacon oh yeah and um you know, I, I do remember going back to Beacon to watch you and Carolina Change, um, you know, bawling my eyes out and, <laughs> you know, goosebumps throughout. And no wonder, you know, it was no surprise to any of us that you went on and, and won the Jimmy Awards, which for anyone who's unaware is basically like the Tony Awards, but for high school students, yeah, um, a big sort of platform <laughs> to showcase folks who are young, but <laughs> Right to rumble uh yeah. and, and you from know, all over the you country even, yeah ask. i mean i love you even sort of talk about okay you went from that but then art and tech were sort of in uh, a road to advocacy as well right and it's sort of that you know artist role um, is to make the revolution irresistible mm-hmm. right
1: Um, Uh, And that, that quote like fell into my lap in the stillness of 2020 somehow in like my own, creating my own syllabus, which I as a nerd and somebody who can't sit down ever for too long. <laughs> um, I was like, okay, well, everything is quiet. I can watch so many documentaries. I can watch so many like interviews on YouTube from, um, I, I watched from this uh, YouTube channel called Afro Marxist, where there were a, a whole compi- compilation of um, interviews from like Malcolm X to his wife, Betty Shabazz, to um, uh, to Toni Morrison. Like it, it really just goes through a lot of, um, of our figures that- tend to just be names, but really seeing them um, speak about the very same things that we're talking about today. And um, that inspired me to say like, okay, well we have different tools to fight um, and come to to fruition with the, the utopia that we wanna build. Um, the spaces that we we know we deserve to claim space, um, which is our birthright um, as Black folks and also all oppressed people across the world. You know, um, it's not something that should be removed as a right, and I stand by that with all the fiery spirit of my Haitian ancestors with me today um, and always. So, um, blending that, it, it was only possible by way of my my to my connections to tech and connections to storytelling. Um, and knowing that, you know, I, I never want to stop learning I didn't learn a lot of this stuff in school, yeah. um, with this much intention. So, yeah. um, you know, beacon was great, but there was a lot that they couldn't have possibly covered in the syllabus that we
0: get to create for ourselves. Um, Amen. yeah. And so you went on, you got, you got your, your, your degree from Fordham in computer yes. science, science, which is such a cool combination of skills, right? Like you are yeah. this gas performer. Sure is producer <laughs> artist yeah you're doing all the things and then it's chaotic okay. in this brain
1: if you it's ever okay. want
0: to marla's got a freaking computer <laughs> science degree too okay killing it so pure uh, chaos. you know i i i think that the, all of that really packages into this this mission and this movement um of claim our space now right and being in this this moment um, you know, it's around your graduation time. It's also this crazy thing called COVID pops up and shuts down the world. And um, tell us a little bit about how that came to be. You know, I I also think for, for folks who are imagining, you know, you've got something you care about. Um, you might be stuck in in a school program you're not sure you love or a job that's, you know, sucking the life out of you. But you know, you went and, and created something from the ground up, and I'm I'm really excited for you to share a little bit. Like, how did that actually happen? Um, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it it spurred out of nowhere and is now this incredible operation that's three years old. And um, you know, congrats on that three year anniversary that just happened recently. But <laughs> It's just um,
1: last Saturday. It's wild. Um, how, did, how the
0: heck did it start? How did it happen? I, um,
1: I mean, it, like I was saying, it started probably as early as when I first got to the States, truly. like It, it starts with the interpersonal um, kind of systemic challenges that I had to face and experience for myself. Um, and that testimony with like leaving the witnesses eventually in 2018, like all of that empowered me with self to know what I deserved in this life um, and that nobody was ever gonna hand me my freedom. I had to fight for it. That's the same kind of uh, gist when we're talking about sovereignty, what we're talking about, um, claiming claiming our rights, <laughs> our human rights, that the government is not gonna just hand them out to us, um, whether that's by way of voting or that's by way of uh, rioting, by way of uh, community organizing, which is where our Space Now comes in. Um, and so my, uh, the visioning process really started obviously in 2020. It wasn't when I was eight months old, but it was in 2020, um, in the midst of everything that was going on, as you know, there was, um, with within the lockdown, within the racial reckoning that we were all experiencing and seeing very at, at like full full force when it came into probably April when we found out about um, Brianna first, um, or Ahmad then Brianna, and when I felt like I was just like screaming into the void. Of course, like we had the the audience for it, and like people were able to like sit and digest things in a real way, um, which has since changed. And bringing my computer science brain here, the algorithms and things that they they've purposefully pushed out to keep us, um, you know, the walls up so that we are not able to mobilize as strongly and as, um, yeah, as, as as strength as we did in 2020, that terrified the oligarchs that terrified the empire, our ability to, (laughs) to organize that way and that's what that same um energy is what founded claim space now um because i was sick and tired even though i wasn't raised to um in advocacy uh jehovah's witnesses were very adamant about keeping um uh, practitioners to separate from politics and separate from uh keeping our human rights essentially um jesus is gonna come save it all why who do you think you are puny human wait until paradise uh and i was like wait I, as a person who does not wait for anything for things that I know that I deserve um, and my people deserve, uh, when I saw that many people were still in the, the loop of just like throwing up a hashtag and calling that activism, that unnerved me to the point of action. To the point of like okay, I know I don't have the the organizing skills per se, but I know that I have brilliant people across my networks between the creative space between um I know I know a real estate agent black people are under the foot of white supremacy in housing in in food in h- all the insecurities that um have been around since I mean even before the transatlantic s- slave trade um so we're talking about like hundreds of years of oppression yeah. um, and you can't think that a hashtag is going to solve that are we? And I'm, I'm, and I had to say, I was like, I'm only three years old in y'all's world, but I know this much <laughs> common sense wise, we ain't going to do nothing with no hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> and um, mm-hmm. like, yes, we can use it to honor people, but is that action beyond like, how do we, how do we systemically change this? So we're not just stuck in these loops for individual cases. Um, And then claim our space now was born by way of us becoming an abolitionist resource hub and action space um, in order to make sure that our, our actions and care, uh, care is something that we can ritualize um, in community as opposed to waiting for tragedies or as opposed to, um, you know, waiting for government to to hand anything over to us. It, It starts with with us like we were kind of talking about before hopping on the call even yeah um, so yeah. that's it, it comes like the main the main points are accessibility breaking down the barriers um to activism and demystifying what it looks like to stay engaged um yeah. two is consolidating all the resources so they don't feel like oh do i have to go to this influencer to find this thing that go to claim our you'll find a bunch of resources all across the country yeah. that are saving yeah. black lives that are organizing consistently um alongside yeah. coalition as well um and then there's also the action space that we're piloting in new york specifically first um so in if you're in the nyc area you can go to claim now.org slash action dash items and then you'll be able to find things between um mutual aid efforts petitions events all um submitted by community for community um so that way cool. you know instead of being stuck in like getting stuck in those own immobilization patterns because it's very overwhelming we're coming after some very <laughs> entangled systems called white supremacist capitalist patriarchy um and the the systems that cascade from that going forward so um it's something that i wouldn't be able to build without the network and uh sure. you know after three years of learning at the wheel it's been a, a true marvel being able to see um through and I I had to do this uh prompt that my therapist gave me because I thought of clamor space now as a child literally on my on the birthday the third um on the 27th of May
0: she's
1: three <laughs> she's three <laughs> my my baby i um until further notice then Mvy until they decide they, you know and maybe they don't have even have to decide um but in part of my reflection it was like thank you for helping me see the eye or see the world through your eyes um because it it is intersectional. We have we can't think that we're gonna fight for all black lives just on the streets or just by signing that one petition in the Black Summer of 2020. Don't do that. <laughs> um it's gonna take concerted efforts on an intersectional level so that we can save all black gay lives, all black deaf lives, all black disabled lives, etc. Um and that's how we got started. And um, you know, we we ritualize actions in community, we ritualize um. Caring, we ritualize that care, and it's cultural work. <laughs> um, so it's it's something I'm, I'm very passionate about, and um, watching the team grow and transform with our education aspects as well—that um, yeah. we've been intentional about weaving in—it's been it's been a wonderful wonderful time.
0: <laughs> That's amazing, and yeah, I love this combination of focus between like resources and action, right? Because mm-hmm. you you can collect resources, you can teach, you can you know produce research and resources, but mobilizing that research or those stories into, mm-hmm. you know, movement on the street is really exciting. I love um, one example is Marshall's Closet, which is one of your initial pilot programs in New York where um, you invite folks to come on the, on the third Monday of every month mm-hmm, um, right. and bring clothing mm-hmm. uh, and the clothing that you do not need anymore. um will go to folks that need it um, yes. that on how, <laughs> yeah. Them first. No,
1: no undies, please, if you if no you listen to this. <laughs> um so and
0: that, for that show up. Monday's um 135th Street, I think. Um anyway, more, more information on the website that we'll get out to folks. But that yeah. that combination of resources and action is amazing. Um and comes and, from
1: the legacy of the Black Panthers. Um that was part of my my did I take that right out your mouth
0: <laughs> We love it. It's where we're going. Yeah.
1: Um, and yeah, like that, that was part of me building my own syllabus and, and knowing that, um, it revolution is not something that's a one-time event. It's something that we are, we are working actively toward, towards, um, and our survival depends upon it. Uh, so we have to attend to our survival needs in order for us to continue moving the the ball of revolution forward. Um, yeah. And it's something that I'm, I'm very proud to be a part of, leg- legacy wise, in terms of um, my my Haitian ancestors being the first Black nation to be free. Baby, uh, put some respect on our name. Uh, and uh, it's it's a it's a space that continues to show the resilience, um, no matter how hard the u s Empire alongside France and Canada, as well, if you didn't know, um penalizing Haiti for that very very same effort back yeah. in eighteen four um, so um it's something i'm I'm very proud to carry on my chest in my whole spirit. Um, in my art because uh, again the role of the artist is to make the revolution irresistible so pairing that with my organizing and my creative work is, is something that I'm happy I landed upon in the, in the 2020 uh cycle I've, I've been blessed to be gifted with vision in 2020 um literally That's and for sure <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and I I loved so you sent me um the resources on uh the Black Panther survival programs. I think right. it's what it's called. And, um, you know, I'll make sure that we get this out to everybody um, in the newsletter as well, because I, I think its it's been really helpful for me as, as, as Brim thinks about like, anti-capitalism is such a daunting concept, right? It's this huge thing. You're imagining something new um, completely without you know beyond the war, the the walls of the world that we're in today um but there are other ways of thinking about how to set up society besides how it's currently done right so um for me reading through that that pamphlet was really exciting because you know the way that you've structured claim our space now is that you know you can claim your space now But you can also claim other things. Claim our blank now, right? I see you guys post a lot. (laughs) It can be, you know, food,
1: Food, right? Education, Um, resources, health resources,
0: land, Mm -hmm. and the Black Panthers have um, these templates for how they set up, you know, free school lunch Mm
1: -hmm. programs,
0: free health clinics that were all community centered, led, organized. Um, So it it's amazing blueprint. For how different parts of this world that we've set up can be structured differently um, with different priorities. It's, um, anyway, it's very clear that that's a big part of how you've structured. Um, everything that you're doing, so uh, and it didn't come without the
1: mentorship of like uh, organizers that I met from since 2020 because I wouldn't have landed upon it without um, you know seeking it really <laughs> um, yeah. and thank thankful very 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 thankful for the the tool of social media for actual connection um, yeah. because connect with folks uh that i saw as educators and i was like oh you're based in new york would love to connect you know and then then we became family instantly <laughs> um and i actually got the direction towards the uh, survival programs by way of alex o'keefe i don't know if you're familiar with him and his work but he um oh that man has quite the the resume definitely look him up but uh right. he started as a um as a writer he was a political consultant with sunrise movement and actually had started it for a while Um, and was deeply engaged uh, and then became a staff writer on The Bear, is leading on the the WGA strikes out there right now. Like he's just a a true also visionary and creative creative person so um we caught coffee once when i was like in in the process of really sitting with our mission and tending to it in 2021 um because we had done so much even before we started like naming our initiatives like claim our blank now etc um as a new organization and new space like jumping into the uh, exploration and experimentation that comes with dreaming of a new world and what that looks like um and making sure that it's all intentional and within our capacity so that we can slow down and really um massage it so that it's, it's not something that we feel rushed to do because um this work should feel good too pleasure activism is something that um hence why i started with the four-day work week i was like child I, I can't be fighting for my life every day as the <laughs> black femme that is organizing every day i mean like i there's always something to to be tending to but it doesn't have to be meetings every every day of the week um it, it does not have to be that um uh, until it is survival revolution. Okay. So I'm going to survive <laughs> and work, um, or organize my life around the movement. That's also something that we weave in into our speech to about, uh, climber space now, because it's not going to be handed to us again. Uh, we have capitalism that's telling us you got to work that, uh, we got health issues all across the pandemic is still raging on and, you know, we, we can't assume that everything is going to be, um, easy or easily handed to us for us to chase our liberation or attract our liberation as uh, either way that you like to think of it Um, and claim our space now activates it that way so that we can consolidate those resources actions um, and inspire folks through testimony because this this doll did not start as an organizer Mm -hmm. it was through intentional organizing my life around the movement to become one um, or to even call myself one uh, yeah. which obviously imposter syndrome did a, a did good deed trying to <laughs> rid us of that ability, but I, I can yeah. say I've conquered it. Finally, I'm calling myself a community organizer and cultural worker. Um, and yeah, it's yet another hyphen. It's to the Marla Lou.
0: <laughs> <world>. <laughs>
1: Marla multiverse as I've called it.
0: <laughs> I love that the Marla multiverse. Um, I, well, first of all, you know, I I think, the, the model that you've built of going from something that you care about deeply to creating a network and a community around that, right? That was one of your first steps, too, was putting out a post and seeing who was going to respond to it and who was going to collectively organize around this with you. Mm-hmm. Then you could take that group and start to actually create programs and resources and a website and a platform right? And now, here are,
1: adjacent,
0: you know, like, it, it's, yeah. it, thank you for, for that affirmation <laughs> um, Yeah, no, I, I, mean, I it's my that right. everyone is trying to figure out, right? It's like, if you have something, you're really passionate, how do you activate that? Mm-hmm. And you've done that. So, um, if you have something you're, you're working on, you're passionate about hit up Marla. Uh, yes, you know, I do. think that that's, that's something that we all need to be, um, offering each other. You know, if, if folks have gone and walked the path, Um, you know, learn from, learn from Marla. Yeah. Uh, and I, I,
1: I'll, I have a, a space on my website for submissions for folks. So if you go to marlaloo.com and you need uh, to pick my brain or need to lend an ear about an idea, I'm very happy to sit and um, get one giddy with you and to um, uh, inspire you to actually move forward with it. There I've um, I call it my grow as we go kind of uh, space because I'm actively learning the the ways of, of organizing. And I'm not going to say I'm an expert, but I certainly have lived experience um yeah. i like to offer both like doesn't matter what age i, I don't say like mentees as youth It can also be a full somebody that's older than me that's looking for um looking for some advice so i definitely in- empower anybody who's listening um, i have uh have some space in my my calendar i'm sure i could find <laughs> find a way to connect and claim space with you um, and look forward to that
0: it's not on friday's
1: <laughs> it just won't be on a Friday. Yeah, because Fridays through Sundays are, are meant for shoots. They're, they're, Again, yeah. okay, organizing my life around the movement. I am also a model. I also am a singer, a musical theater performer. Like there are rehearsals and things. I can't um and I've, I've had to audibly tell myself I can't let my organizing for survival completely yeah. erase everything that I was and am. Um yeah. that's that's one way to uh one internalize the same lifestyle that the Jehovah's Witnesses impinged upon me. Why mm. am I erasing myself? to be a sort of you know like to survive. Um that doesn't make sense. So that was uh definitely a part of my healing from 2021 to today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ongoing. It's yeah.
1: an ongoing healing process. And but yeah. um it yeah it is as the entrepreneurs uh, that are uh boldly moving away from the like corporate structure are like yeah I have to work till I die or else um we build the work that we want to tend our uh, tend to and um build the community around it so that we don't have to be the only ones that are intending to it so um that's very well, important our, our dream working and world building
0: awesome well you you've been so generous with your time i know we're way over what you've already that's promised right. so that's... i I, I, <laughs> I will still get this
1: license think... today i am going to my driver's <laughs> test as a next one
0: send marla some good energy for her, <laughs> her <driver's laughs> test today yes. um but I guess one one final question for you, and this is more of a um a dreaming exercise that that we like to do um around the concept of envisioning what we call real utopias, right so these uh this concept of a utopia is this world or a form of a world that uh in in many ways doesn't exist right? Because it's sort of far-fetched and it's off in this weird place that no one can access. But um, what if if there were a thing called a real utopia that was accessible, that was envisioning a new way of the world working together? Um, What does that look like for you? And where do you see that evolving in in your world and your life and um, in your community? Yeah, thank you. Um,
1: as I clear my throat, <clears> throat, talk about a utopia, real utopia. I would say that it's the utopia that I build towards is one that I practice today in all the work that I do. Um, I want a world where we don't have to say the first black woman or the first black blah 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 to do anything. First. Hawaiian, like, th- why are we talking about first? This should have always been the case. <laughs> um, a, a world where we can, uh, and then that's not to say a homogenized world. I very much would like to see a space that is biodiverse, not only by way of human kind, but also especially the earth in which we inhabit and the abundance that needs to be restored. So, in terms of the ecological standpoint, I know that in order for us to get to that point, um, we need true solidarity with our indigenous um, siblings all across the world um, because it is by way and indigenous by way of Africa indigenous but truly it's we know indigeneity is (laughs) um, has its roots everywhere in the world Um, so instead of the erasure that is constantly being peddled and also actively engaged with by way of the military industrial complex um, with the U.S. I think that it's important for us to to build that solidarity because the the truth and all of the uh the strategies that would need to be in place to restore our earth and restore all of the resources that have been abundant um, previously is by way of um leaning into our indigenous knowledge and, and spirituality and practices um a ritual of of care and action eh? and that's where our, our wording is very intentional there um, and claim our space now is very uh intentionally a land back in our name as well like claiming our space now. Um, so that's something I'm looking forward to in terms of my work in building a uh, utopia actively with, uh, within community. Um, but I also just wanted to raise that it, people like to think of utopia as this far off thing. This is not something, you know, it's impossible. We're in, imperfect. Of course, we're imperfect. That's why transformative justice is important for us to understand <laughs> as a praxis so that um, we can lessen harm. There is no way that we can eliminate harm altogether. That's called we're not robots, we're not AI fun fact. Um, uh, Though, yeah, that's another conversation. We'll stick on, we're going to stick to the real utopias now. (laughs) (laughs) But before I I close on the real utopias, that makes me think of um, Octavia Butler's work um, Mm. and how her sci-fi and um, imagination really built utopias in or called out um, dystopias as as well as the ones that we're living in today. Um, And a quote that has helped me really stay on the course um, by her is that all that you touch, you change. All that you change, changes you. The only lasting truth is change. So imagine if we were to change so constantly, transform this world with the ritual of care and action so that we can get to that utopia, that's the change that we're we already have within us. And everything that we touch is also capable of transforming in that utopia too. So um yeah, that's that's how I would answer that question. Thank you for asking.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. answer. Thank you. Um well, Marla, artist, producer, entrepreneur, change maker. Everywhere all at once. Mar- Marla Multiverse. I love that. <laughs> um, thank you so much for. For taking thank some time you. to chat today, and um I look forward to continuing the the work together. Um, yeah, and we'll thank talk you. To you soon. To <laughs> we'll talk soon. See so, ya. Yeah, good luck on your test. <laughs>
1: you. Oh, I'm gonna get it.